Welcome everyone to the Easy Does It Recovery Podcast Show. My name is David and I'll be your host today. And I have with me my lovely wife, Mary, who will be co-hosting. And we have a special guest, Hannah. Hello. Hi, Hannah. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm okay. Okay. All right. So before we we start, I am going to read the the daily quote of the day. And it says, uh, truth never damages a cause that is just. And my recovery calendar is... uh, my sobriety date is 426.95, which is 8,605 days. And from not drinking one day at a time, I've saved $86,056. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And I always say, I don't know what I do with that money. But Mary pointed it out to me one day yeah. that it's gone to... Um, Make a life for yourself. I've made a life for myself and, uh, and, right. and so on. Okay, so today, uh, like I said, we have a special guest, and uh, her name is Hannah, and she's Mary's daughter, and uh, we're, I'm going to turn the show over to Mary. Okay. Okay, go ahead, Mary. Sure. Okay, yeah. I'm so glad to have Hannah here today. Hannah is my daughter, and she is 15, and uh, she is a sophomore in high school, and she's going to help us out with the show today, and we're actually going to be interviewing hannah uh here in a little bit just a short little interview because we don't want to forget about um our kids and everything that goes on spiritually and um mentally with our kids and so today we're going to be interviewing hannah and learning a little bit more about that very good very good i do want to add to what you said um you know in recovery it's it's not all about us no. You know, uh, it's all about us and our families. Our lives, our whole lives. Yeah, the family yeah, is the everyone. most important. Um, and they're affected so much from, from our drinking and uh, abuse yeah. of alcoholism, of alcohol and, 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 uh, and substance abuse. Okay, so go ahead, Mary. Why don't you okay. start us off? Well, first, we're going to start, as usual, with a few um, things that have been in the news lately. And both of these stories are uh, out of California. I'm going to do a story, then Hannah's going to uh, have something she wants to share with us. But uh, anyone that listened to last week's show knows that I've been really um, praying a lot and thinking a lot about everyone, all the victims and all the uh, rescue workers in California with the fires and uh, still has not gotten any better at all out there. And um, so we just still want to please keep in mind, keep praying. You know, uh, if you don't want to donate or you can't donate money and you can't donate your time, you can always pray. You can always pray. And those people out there, they are camping out in parking lots, in tents with generators. Uh, you know, there's only so many motels. There's there's only so far they can go in that area. And, um, you know, there's they're also having some problems with FEMA trying to get in there to help them because um, there's nowhere to set up housing. Yeah, sounds like a tough situation. So everybody keep... Uh, praying please okay thank you mary and then hannah has this other story for us out of california hannah this one's a bit more positive um california has voted to end 
extreme confinement in farm animals. The sale of agriculture products they have banned that don't meet requirements, and farmers must provide egg-laying hens with at least one square foot of space, and veal that are raised for food at least 43 square feet. Um, square feet? Yeah. 43 square feet? That's a lot. That's good. That's great. Mm -hmm. That's for you know wow. the calf that are yeah, being raised. Yeah, put them in those small little uh, right. compartments, almost like. Yeah, and they're fenced in, and it's so dirty great. and humid, and all the dust everywhere. It's not good for them to I'm be breathing really that in. I'm really glad to hear about that because you know I got upset earlier today. We Dave doesn't know this. We actually had a death in the family here at the house today. We did. Yes, my fish. Oh, I'm sorry to hear. I didn't know. No, I actually cried. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> I cried. I'm sorry to hear I that. I got out of the room and closed the door and went to my own room. Yeah. So, you are an advocate for animal rights, Hannah. Yes. Yes. Oh, very good. Hannah loves animals. Mm -hmm, I do. And, you know, here at our house, we have animals here. You know, we have uh, our dog, Max. Yeah. Um, we have... Sage, which is Hannah's cat. We have Pablo, which is Mary's cat. And uh, we have a nice little happy nest of animals here. We're, we're minus Keith the fish. So rest in peace, poor little Keith. Rip. Yep. Sad day for, for us and Keith the yep. fish. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so so well, I'm with the show, Mary. I'm uh, with the show. All right, so today we're, we're going to talk to Hannah here a little bit, and um, I, I'm, I'm going to call the topic of the show kind of like uh, we always hurt the ones we love when we're an addict and an alcoholic especially, and let's, let's just get real honest here for a moment. You know, as parents, when we do the things that we do, our children suffer the most. Our children suffer the most. And uh, Hannah just shared a story with me this morning of a time when um, I had drank until I passed out and uh, she was stuck. She was, I'd say, about five or six years old, stuck in the bed all day next to me watching the same three movies over and over with a spider on her pie. She had gotten a piece of pumpkin pie Yikes. and there was a spider on it. Spider. But there was nothing that she could do. You know, mommy wasn't available to help her with those kind of things. And um, so I think it's important to not forget about our kids and our family members and the people that we affect. Alcoholism and addiction affects everyone around us. And it's especially hard on our family because they love us. You know? So, um, Hannah, you're 15. Yes. And um, Hannah goes to high school. And Hannah has had a job. Hannah works at a grocery store. Uh, she's been there for a year, which is impressive for her age. And Hannah uh, is close to getting her driver's license. Yeah. 
So um, another thing about Hannah, though, is that in my sobriety, I have also tried to um, give Hannah tools of recovery. And one of the things we have, uh, and we have listeners all around the world, so I'm going to say one of the programs we have in the United States is Alateen, which is a program for children of, uh, that are in alcoholic families or have an alcoholic in their lives that affects them. So Hannah's been doing that now for about six years, maybe five years, yeah? She um, didn't go as much anymore, but my point is she, she did that. Now she goes to a uh, youth group at one of the churches near our house. And Hannah does like to come with us to meetings sometimes. So you have really developed um, some spirituality in a different kind of way than most kids your age and you've been through some different sort of things than most kids your age so kind of going back to the story that I told about the spider and the pie you want to elaborate on that or Dave do you want to add before she answers I, I just had one question um, uh, you asked her how long she went to Al-Anon um, and I don't know if she was able to answer how, how long had you gone to Al-Anon Al-Ateen um, al I want to say I've been going for four years, actually, because I didn't really know about it until um, after my mother had gotten sober, until after I've lived here for a while. And I haven't been in a while, but I do miss it, because I got a lot more out of it than just um, help with my alcoholics in my life. I got. I made a lot of friends, and I gained yeah. a lot of experiences from going to the conventions and other events that they did. Yeah, you weren't just going to meetings; you were involved. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and and you mentioned you you also go to youth group. Yes, I do that more now than Alatine. I think um, I helps it helps me a lot get get through the week and make me more social, because I help out a lot more. I go to do more than just go to the meetings. I help out with, like, um, Sunday school or the events they have for raising money for, like, um, we go to, like, concerts or mission trips that we do in the summer, and stuff like that is fun. And I wow, that's nice. So, so the youth group is not more of a support group. It's just for maybe teenagers to get involved in the community? Yeah, and um, we do talk about God and religion. Even though I'm not very religious, I am spiritual. Um, okay. They, we do. We play games, and we there's a lot to the social aspect mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Awesome. That actually sounds really great. That yeah, sounds they good. Have a, a great couple, uh, what married couple that's running it, and they're really awesome. I like that they don't push religion on us. They're accepting of. The kids that go that aren't religious, they still invite them with open arms and treat them like everybody else. Wow, that's yeah. nice. That's really great that you're involved with that, Hannah. Yeah, Good for you. Yeah, it's fun. Okay, so let's go on and get started uh, with the, or get finished with the rest of the show. Get started. <laughs> Finish the, uh, the rest of the show. Uh, with Hannah here today, um, I would like to just get real honest, you know, about uh, some of the things that our kids go through. 
uh, when we aren't available to them, when we are um, in the middle of a binge or, uh, you know, some of the things that we do that we, where we make ourselves unavailable to our children uh, when we're in the middle of an addiction or alcoholism. And I want to go back to moments, you know, Hannah, uh, spider in your pie. Tell me some more about kind of some of those moments and what are some of the things that you thought about and how you got through it? Um, I remember there was uh, one Halloween where it was the same kind of situation. You were asleep next to me in the bed and um, I was looking outside, seeing all the kids walk around. And I remember I tried to wake you up and you like wouldn't wake up. And so I tried like an hour later. And then I tried about an hour later after it already got dark. And we did go trick-or-treating, but it just wasn't the same. Yeah. Was it fun like it was supposed to be? Right. right. It wasn't. Yeah. So you had a lot of moments like that where you had to just find a way. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I just had to sit through it and wait until something happened. What was it like when uh, things started changing? when you saw the alcohol was leaving your life? Um, I think it happened gradually. I just mm-hmm. kind of went with it and went waited until just to see what will happen. I feel like that's always what I've done. I just go with the flow and, you know, everything has to end, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just... Yeah. So as uh, things got better at home, for us and you saw that I was trying and that I was getting better and better and better um, and that I uh, wanted spirituality for you and healing for you and then um, you know we started going to like you said the different things that you do to get that so how, tell me how did how did that start for you um, you know when you started finding hope and peace and um, all of the stories that were similar to yours tell me what that was like well I didn't really start being happy with um, how our relationship was and how you were until like three years ago Mm -hmm. because even though you did stop drinking there were a lot of other problems that I had like um, my parents breaking up and finding my mom finding a new boyfriend and stuff that I, you know, having yeah. trouble getting along with them. And still, yeah, there was still a lot of things that I had issues with. And up until, like I said, a couple of years ago, I didn't start really being happy with everything. And I'm glad that I, I've learned how to, because yeah. my mental health has gotten a lot better since I've you know, started going to youth group and Alateen, and I've noticed it a lot. We got a lot of uh, spirituality out of the mission trip we did this summer, helping other people, other kids. You know, there's um, a lot you can get from giving mm-hmm. when you're, uh, you know, have. I agree, and the mission trip was fun, too, because we were out on, like, a farm surrounded by nature and a whole bunch of different animals that we wouldn't be around every day. Right. Farm animals. Right. Yeah. So, looking forward, Hannah, now that you are getting really close to being an adult, 
Um, how do you plan to continue nurturing the, what you've learned and how you feel and, and um, the hopes that you have for yourself? Um, I'm excited to move out and start getting on with my life and getting a job and making something because I've always I always liked watching the movies and how kids grow up and then they're all happy and stuff. Mm -hmm. So you have a happy vision. Yes. Great. Well, I'm also I'm worried because I don't I'm not very good with managing money and stuff so hopefully that all comes through with time that'll uh, fall into place um school school is important for that as well um i also i i do know that you got involved with culinary at school yeah yes hannah's also a chef aspiring chef that's awesome mm -hmm. um the more that i go through culinary and the more that i learn about it the bigger i can see it being a career for me in the future. Great. And I like that a lot. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that is a good place to end our show. Hannah has been uh, a great little interviewee. Yes, she has. appreciate all your honesty. And uh, thank Kate, you. What thank do you have to add about any of that? Wow. You know, um, that was really. That was really good. Um, it, not, not only was it good for Hannah, for Mary, for myself, um, but there's a, I, I saw a really good message of hope for other, other kids like Hannah um, and other parents who are struggling with, um, with uh, addiction, with alcoholism, with the, you know, the, the, um, the problems of everyday life. Um, and, and, you know, so there's, there's, I'm in hope that other other people hear our message. Uh, you know, uh, people who may not have even found recovery yet, uh, that they get this message. There's hope. You know, um, I know every every family has problems. You know, um, we for sure have had our share of problems here, and but we're working through them, and um, and I think we're. We're becoming successful because we're working through them. We're not ignoring them. We're not getting worse. We're not drinking. Right. Right. Um, we're working through it. There's there's hope for everyone. Um, I think we found it, and and part of our show is is to carry the message of hope. There is hope for other families. Um, so with that, I, you know, I want to thank Anna. That was yes. that was Hannah, great. What's the last like? Uh, if there's one one thing you could say to a teenager like you. Uh, what's, your, what's your best piece of advice on um, how to deal with alcoholic parents? I not It's not just alcoholic parents, but everything that's going through life, I realized that um, eventually it'll stop being such a broad thought in your mind, ah. and it'll get pushed back with um, new events that happen, if you make new friends and... Stuff and it'll eventually, yeah. it'll eventually just dole down and not it feel so bad. Wow. Okay, very good. Very that good. Was good. Okay, so uh, with that, um, uh, I think uh, we're out of time yeah. and we're going to end our show. 
So, uh, and I want to thank all the listeners that are out there. And um, we'll keep you updated in the future with all new listeners. And with that, I say goodbye and... Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye.